Welcome to season two of the One and Done podcast, where we are dedicated to making young people successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. Let's get it started. All right, take two here of episode 16 of the uh, season two of the One and Done podcast. Hope everybody's doing great. Welcome back for another fantastic episode. We got a great guest today, uh, Oklahoma and Aggie legend at quarterback Trevor Knight uh, is joining us as a group rep from Aflac. Trevor, man, how's it going? Jackson, I'm doing great, man. Uh, really excited to be on today. I'm really proud of what you guys are doing with this podcast, educating and teaching all these different individuals about different industries and what it takes to be successful from an early age, um, post-college career, if you will. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you this before we dive into the podcast. Um, Trevor was a quarterback at A&M whenever I was in school here, and uh, we got to know each other after school a little bit. But the Tennessee game, was it your first home game right at Kyle Field? Was Tennessee? Am I crazy? Not the first home game, but we did. Uh, UCLA was the first home That's game. That's right. And that went two overtimes. And then we played Tennessee, I want to say it was week five, um, and college game day was there, and that also went two, two overtimes. Time. Yeah, all I remember is that was a crazy game. We had some buddies from Tennessee in, and they lost, and so that was always fun too. So uh, we got we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we'll get into a little bit of sports and how that's helped you in your professional career. But if you wouldn't mind, uh, talk to the listeners here about uh, your how you fell into insurance. Obviously, most of the students listening to this are not probably thinking about insurance right now. Uh, particularly, they're probably not thinking about the group health and benefit space, but talk to them about you, your background, and how you landed uh, with Aflac. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, most people, when they hear insurance, they, they turn and run the other way. And you know that, Jackson. Um, I was the same way. I, I My dad was a dentist, and um, and so he knew he wanted to do that since he was five years old. And there was a point in time where that's where I what I wanted to do as well. He encouraged me to get a business degree. And then if I still wanted to be a dentist, I could take my prereqs after that. Um, realized after I got into business school, that's not what I wanted to do. So fast forward through my football playing career, I ended up getting on the phone with a bunch of people in a bunch of different, different industries. One of the guys got on the phone and said, hey, I work in insurance. And again, I almost, I almost hung up on him and I started to hear him out. He was on the broker side of health insurance. And um, long story short, that was where I cut my teeth in the professional career. I was a broker for big health insurance packages in the city of Dallas, where my job was to go procure meetings with CFOs, CEOs, and VPs of HR and structure their employee benefits packages on behalf of their company. Absolutely. So uh, went from the uh, the agent side. It's funny when you talk to a health guy, they're going to say broker side. Either way, it's the agency side, the the people who are out, uh, you know, working with the clients on the products uh, over to the carrier side. And I know there's a there's a little bit of transition between those two times. But uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your career so far with Aflac, what you're doing every day. What does a day in the life of a, uh, a group rep with Aflac look like? Yeah, so, so left the broker side, went to work for a client in, in sales outside of the insurance industry. And then here in October, so pretty recently, had the chance to come back into industry here at Aflac. And for those of you that, that know about Aflac, which everybody probably understands and recognizes the duck, there's really two sides. There's the individual side that's been around for 75 years selling individual cancer policies and things like that into corporations. I'm on the group side of the house. So we have what we call a group chassis. 
We're selling accident, critical illness, hospital indemnity, dental and vision insurance um, to companies of 100 employees or more. And that's kind of our sweet spot. And so my job as a carrier, I go and I have a set number of brokers that I call, build relationships with, make sure they understand our product. So educate them on what we're selling and try and, for lack of a better term, get a seat at the table when they're going to this corporation to structure their benefits package. So I sit in a, in a pretty, um, pretty neat seat. I was on the broker side and now I call on brokers on a day-to-day -day basis. So I've got a little understanding of what they want to hear, what they need to see. And it's uh, proven to be pretty successful for me here in the, in the first five or six months since I've been at Athlete. Yeah. So tell us a, a little bit about your background, right? What'd you study in school? How did that lead to this opportunity? Um, and then, you know, kind of what should someone know about the the space, the group health space, the carrier, the company side space, uh, whenever they're maybe getting approached by that after school? Sure. Yeah. So I went, went up to school, went to Oklahoma and uh, got a business management degree and um, still graduated from there, had another year at, uh, at A&M following that. Uh, but didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought, man, that's really foundational. Business management, I can do a lot of different things. Took some great elective courses and, and felt like, you know, I was decent at a lot of things, not an expert in anything. And so I was going to AM and, and I really had two options. I could do masters of real estate or masters in HR. And I thought, man, real estate would be great, but I don't know if that's the route I want to go. And if I choose that, I'm kind of tied into that. HR, sure, that may seem like you're tied into just going a, a corporate HR route, but all if you look at the course load, all, all the classes are really how to get a group of people to, to respond, teamwork, those types of things. I was thought, man, from a managerial standpoint, that sounds like something I want to do. So that's what I, that's what I got my master's in at a and master's of HR right there from the Mays Business School. And it was a phenomenal program. Now, most of my classmates uh, went on to, to have those corporate HR jobs. And, and I knew that wasn't me. Um, I wanted to be around people. I really wanted to be in sales. I, I wanted to drive um, kind of my own agenda, if you will, from an early age. And so that's one thing I would say about this industry is whether it's the broker side or the carrier side or you're selling this product or that product, it is a diamond in the rough. People don't like talking insurance and people don't like getting into insurance but you can do all the things that you want to do. You can make a whole lot of money in it um, and you can impact people uh, depending on what your role is in a mighty, mighty way. And, and so, you know, I mentioned that I started in insurance, got out and now I'm back in. The reason that I got back in is because of those things, impacting people, providing for my family and really enjoying what I'm doing on a day to day basis. Absolutely. So, so let's, let's do this. Obviously, you know, you, you are a, a recent enough student. You remember those days, what it's like, um, obviously you were playing football, so you didn't have all the opportunities to do internships, but now that you've been in a couple of different roles in this business, um, if somebody's interested in the flexibility, the freedom, the financial benefits of being in this industry, what would you recommend to them in terms of how they should begin building their resume for the insurance business? If I was speaking to myself, um, and again, you, you mentioned it, my, my experience was a little bit different. Didn't get to go and do internships, um, didn't have quite as much free time, if you will. And I know everybody's busy, but 
a lot of time was spent in the meeting room and, and on the football field. But if I could go back, I would say you you get to interact in college, and I'll use AM for it as an example, with so many different in, influential people, whether it's classmates or professors, or you go to banquets or job fairs and you shake hands of people, keep all of those business cards, write them down and start a Rolodex. I know that seems so foreign and so archaic, but the more contacts that you have, man, you can use those contacts for your benefit, not in a malicious way, but to connect the dots um, later on in career. And so I feel like I did a decent job of that, but I would I would tell anybody that's listening out there right now, if you meet somebody or shake a hand, never burn that bridge because they could really be somebody that catapults your career in the short term or in the long term very soon. You know, and everybody listening in, I'll tell you this, because I know we got a lot of Aggie listeners, obviously right here, largest university uh, in the country right here where our podcast is hosted out of in the Rollo Insurance Studio uh, here in College Station, but uh, Trevor has two large A&M helmets behind him and uh, only one large Oklahoma helmet. So although he only spent one year here, right, he's wearing the Aggie ring and, and the, he got the Aggie love going on. But uh, I say all that to say this. Tell me tell me what you took from your playing days. In what ways are football and the insurance business similar? Because I know we also have some student athletes that listen in. Uh, how might they translate their time on the field or the court uh, to the insurance business in particular? Yeah, well, I'm a huge believer in sports and in athletics and the parallels that that has to life. Uh, you know, it, te- it teaches you how to succeed. It teaches you how to fail. It teaches you about teamwork and resiliency and the list goes on. And, and so I think um, starting with from a competitive nature, I think this this job and this industry allows me to use the things on the football field that I was uh, that obviously I was competitive about and translate that to work, waking up every day and, and, and going through my to-do list and getting after it, you know, pursuing a sales um, opportunity, like it's pursuing, you know, a game plan for the week coming up. Um, it's so competitive. There, there's so much traction that you can get if you just put your head down and work hard. The other thing is teamwork, um, man, you can never do it alone. I, I know that I have a personal sales goal and, and I can go out there each and every day and act like I'm doing it on my own. But if it's not for my underwriting team and my account executives and my, my boss and, and even, you know, the other group reps in the office that are going and doing the same thing that I'm doing, if we're not collaborating on a day to day basis, we're, we're never going to be as successful as just one of us going out there on our own. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I could go on forever. Finally, I think um, just the mentality of getting told no and picking yourself up and dusting yourself off is something that uh, that everybody needs to know. I, I know in today's day and age, you don't want to get told no. You don't want to go through hardship. But um, in sales and specifically in insurance sales, I get told no a lot. And that's just because maybe we're not the right fit or, or maybe I didn't build the relationship like I should have. But um, understanding that there's the next play mentality, wake up or, or move on to the next meeting and still have that mentality that I'm, I'm good. Um, don't get down on myself. Have the confidence to go and make the next sale has been uh, has been really great pulling from my playing days. 
Yeah, you know, and I'll echo that, um, the competitive nature part, because from what I've seen in this industry, um, obviously working with with carriers often and, and then obviously clients as well, being competitive is a big part of this uh, industry. I mean, there's so many other people, there's so many competitors, and uh, really every single day you compete with yourself to challenge yourself to get better, uh, to challenge the team around you to get better. And uh, it really is an industry that rewards those who are willing to go out, work hard, and, and put in uh, more than everyone else. And uh, to your point as well about how um, this industry is is something that, that takes a lot of preparation, I, I think people sometimes think, oh, it's insurance, you know, how hard can it be? But like you mentioned, there's products for everyone. There's there's all types of way to, to, to build an um, a case-by-case basis of the best thing for that company, for that employee, for that business, whatever it might be, the preparation that this industry takes as well is just critical. Um, because like I said, there's so many other people around you. And if you're not preparing harder than they are, I mean, you're, you're probably not going to win as much. So it's also about momentum. And and how many times do we get in those rhythms where maybe you get told no, it's like, you know, you lose a game or two. And then uh, how many times did you get told yes, three, four times in a row? It's because again, the momentum going the other way is just as strong. A lot of it has to do with what's between your ears, right? Your mind, your mentality, your approach, uh, you get to control a lot of it. And that's what I do love about this industry myself. I would, I would echo that. I think that you made some really good points there. And I said I wasn't going to go on about all the different parallels. But one thing you just said stuck out. Uh, you talked about preparing. My game field, it's not Kyle Field anymore. It's not Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Um, it's not a lot smaller than Kyle Field, by the right, way. That I got to play in. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's a boardroom, right? Or it's a Zoom call. And um, just like I would spend so many different hours uh, you know, preparing for those games, watching films, studying the opponent, it's the same thing now. If I don't go prepared to a meeting and show up and play, I'm not going to be the starting quarterback, right, for that case. So you're right. The, the mentality to prepare and, and compete is the exact same. And if you can really learn how to take that from a playing field or a playing surface or even a classroom and, and uh, move that over to what the task at hand is in your vocation, man, the sky is the limit. So one last thing before we move on to to about you, the the things that, that make you special and make you stand out in your in your uh, respective field. What are the biggest pros and cons, maybe one on each, that people need to know about the group health insurance world? Uh, we'll start with pros. We'll start with the positive stuff. Um, I mentioned a few of them, but uh, I think. First and foremost, there's so many different parts to the puzzle that uh, there is a place for you, whether that's behind the scenes, you're not client facing, but you're, um, you're, you know, you're really savvy with tech. We've got a lot of tech and, and Jackson, you and I were talking about that uh, offline a little bit. There, there's um, so many different platforms that all this stuff integrates with stuff that goes way over my head. So there's, you know, there's tech professionals. There's what we call account executives that are really doing kind of the day-to-day work behind the scenes um, that really make the whole thing tick. And if that's your personality, you sh- you do get a piece of that win and you can feel it because you're close to it, but you're not the one having to go out there and present and talk if that's not your strong suit. Um, and then there is the sales side. And that's what I love, building relationships, talking to people, uh, being on the front lines. It is um, it, it, there, There's something for everybody out there. Um, I'll say this too. It it is an opportunity to really set you up for a great life for your family. 
isn't starting a, a business and and selling it, you know, out in the Silicon Valley for you know fifty million dollars in in five years or whatever. No, it, it's not that. But you can make some serious money in insurance, um, even if you go work for a, a big corporation. If you start your own and you're the Rollo Insurance Group, man, those guys are going to be flying us all around on jets here before too long. But there's so many opportunities to support your family, which I think is great. Um, from a negative standpoint, I, I think the only thing I could say is the stigma around insurance, right? Um, a lot of people don't think it's sexy because it's not most days, uh, but it can afford you a lot of great experiences. There's amazing people in this industry that you get to connect with. And um, I, I can't say enough about it, but uh, overcoming that stigma and talking through some of the fire drills that, that we all have to put out through, uh, you know, a day to day. Um, I think it's a really good industry. Yeah, you know, I think the the biggest negative for me is it really will devour somebody that does not have enough uh, drive themselves. I think people that that are um, not really driven by themselves or or can't really be motivated by a team, and, and, and some people that's okay. You know, some people are just more more. Uh, you know, they, they want to sit back and, and just kind of do something that's more consistent. Insurance is not that way. It really favors the people who go out and find um, unique solutions or innovative ways or those who are really good about building relationships. As an athlete, uh, especially as a quarterback, your job as a leader, especially in that locker room or on the field, is to build relationships with your skill players, with your line, um, obviously doing those kind of things. So, Tell us about what makes Trevor special. What What is it uh, that you think you took from whether it's just maybe your upbringing or your background in sports that you use every day that is kind of your superpower? Sure. Yeah, I, I think one thing that sticks out for me is uh, from a very early age, I remember my dad telling me, hey, when you go out there today, whether it was you know something for school or, or a sporting event or, or what have you, he told me, hey, somebody's always watching. And I remember that just hitting a chord with me. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're right. Whether it's a coach or, or, or a young person that's looking up to you or, or whatever, um, that stuck with me throughout my playing career. And even now, somebody's always watching me. It's what makes me tick. And so during my playing career, that's what I did. I, I, I knew that my head coach, Kevin Sumlin, was always watching me. I knew that there were you know young fans in the stadium watching what I was doing on and off the field. And then I knew that my teammates were watching me as well. And so that's where it started to develop all these different characteristics inside myself that makes me who I am today. And I would say, you know, some of the things that I possess, um, I feel like I'm pretty good at building relationships. And, and I had to do that during during college, like you mentioned, um, with guys from every different background, guys that came from, you know, the really tough areas of the country, guys that came from really great areas of the country, guys, you know, A to Z background in terms of their personalities and all try to come together for a common good. And that's allowed me to be successful in building relationships today. And then some of the things that we mentioned just in terms of, you know, work ethic and, and organization skills and those types of things. I feel like all those things coupled together have helped me to be um, to be pretty successful thus far. You know, uh, one other thing I wanted to, you know, bring up here with you today, Trevor, obviously you've had a lot of background in sports, uh, high level. Uh, you've had a lot of great coaches like Kevin Sumlin and other people you mentioned. 
mentorship is something that that on the one and done podcast we talk about often because mentorship being that idea of finding somebody who who is who is better than you in something and, and their willingness to teach you or develop you in that obviously that's a lot of what coaches do uh for for athletes at, at all levels um tell me a little bit about a mentor of yours maybe something they taught you that would help uh one of our listeners yeah, well, I've been blessed and lucky enough to have mentors in every stage of my life. And um, I'll name two real quick. Um, Lincoln Riley was was a great mentor for me. He was uh, our offensive coordinator my last year at Oklahoma. And for all intensive purposes, I shouldn't like the guy because he demoted me from being a starting quarterback. But some of the things that he taught me during that short year are, are, are foundational in who I am today. One of those being chase after things when they come to fruition that you know you're supposed to pursue. And I think that's great for our listeners because, you know, he described it as he got opportunities to go coach all over the place, but he wasn't running towards them. Um, He was waiting for the right moment um, and he was doing all the right things foundationally until that door opened that he was running towards and he chased right after it. And so that was, that's, I, I held on to that. And that's what I still hold on today you will face different times in your career, or even when you're deciding what career to get into or what industry to get into. And like, oh, well, that sounds really good or that looks really good. If, if you develop a great foundation for yourself and you don't skip any boxes as you're going through your checklist, you'll find that door that opens and you'll know where to pursue it and you'll run towards it. So I thought that was some great piece of advice. Um, another one is a guy that I still meet with today. Um, it's a guy by the name of Todd, and uh, he's in wealth management outside of my industry. Uh, he, he's done very well for himself here in the city of Dallas. And, and he's a guy that has just sat in front of me and asked me the hard questions. Um, so I don't know if that's apparent for you all that are listening or if you can you know, find somebody that you look up to and you want to be like someday. And, and don't be afraid to sit down and, and ask them questions. And, and you'll be shocked at what they turn around and not only give you, but what they ask you. And, and along those lines, don't be afraid to pick up the phone either. Uh, a lot of successful people out there are willing to share their do's and don'ts of their career. If you just pick up the phone and call them, they'll, they'll, they'll love to share those experiences with you. Um, so from Lincoln Riley to, to Todd, who I still meet with regularly, and then just having the propensity to, to reach out to folks. I think that would uh, be some great advice for our listeners. All right, man. As we wrap up uh, a wonderful episode of One and Done, uh, tell us one of your favorite memories from the football field and then an application that you took from that that you use in business today. Sure. Well, you, you mentioned it um, when we were talking. that The Tennessee game, I think, has so many different scenarios that I could draw from. Um, it was a long game, so you had to endure just like a crazy amount of energy. There were highs, there were lows, there was, you know, injuries. There's all these things in between. Um, but I remember we, I, I broke a runoff, um, I, I want to say, with just over three minutes left in the game, put us up two touchdowns. Uh, game should be out of reach. But, of course, Tennessee had Alvin Kamara at the time, and so anything can happen. Well, they go down and score quickly. And, um, and we get the ball back, and, and Travion Williams plays for the Cincinnati Bengals now, takes a, a, a run down the left sideline, and, and is about two yards from the end zone, and the ball gets hit out uh, through the back of the end zone. And the rule is there that it's a touchback. 
um, other team gets the ball. So Tennessee runs down and, and scores another touchdown. It's a tie football game. We get the ball back, hit a couple passes to guys like Christian Kirk, and we have an opportunity for a, a field goal, and uh, and we don't execute the field goal, so we go into overtime. And I, I give all this background to say that um, just riding the roller coaster of that game uh, was so difficult, right? Um, but then at the end, if you hadn't set the foundation in the offseason and throughout the game and in the game plan to where we get to double overtime and we knew on film if they lined up this certain way that I was going to have a chance to do what we call a zone read, read the defensive end, pull the ball and, and score in the end zone to, um, to, to give us the lead in that moment right there. Uh, that, that all that roller coaster ride went out the door and we were right in the spot that we wanted to be to win the football game. I say that story because that's going to be a lot of your stories in, um, in, in business and in life. There's going to be a lot of ups. There's going to be a lot of downs. But when the time comes to capitalize, capitalize in that moment, make sure you're prepared. Don't skip any steps. And, uh, and you'll be right where you want to be and you'll be as successful as you want to be and as fulfilled as you want to be in whatever industry that you're in. I love it, man. Uh, that That's some great advice. And uh, if you're a young person out there listening, if you're a student athlete, obviously you got a great role model here. Uh, if you're just in school and you're just trying to figure out what you want to do, um, you heard some great things here today about being competitive, about not giving up, and about preparing for uh, for your future now as you get ready for the workforce uh, that's upcoming for you. Uh, Trevor, man, it's been a, been a blast to catch up. I really appreciate you joining us today on The One and Done, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back one day in the future. Love it. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to rate our podcast and leave a review. Also, make sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at One and Done Podcast.